The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. Wow. Today, we're going to talk about gratitude, appreciation, accountability, and giving thanks. How many of us take the time to reach out to the people who mean so much to us, be it family, friends, and just say, hey, been thinking about you. Regrettably, I don't think that we do this nearly enough. And my next guest will talk about the importance of doing that before it's too late. I would like to introduce you to an inspiring man whose approach I'm sure you'll appreciate. I know that I've implemented many things that he's spoken about. And without any further delay, I am happy to introduce you to Blake Fleischhacker. And I hope I got that right. He's also known as Blake Fly. Hello, Blake, and welcome to Inspire Us. Paul, I've been pumped for this. It's been in the works for a while. Here we are. I am so happy to have you on. You're right. And congratulations on your son. And uh, yeah, we, when we were talking, he hadn't been born yet. And now he is. That is so fantastic. New and- frontier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Welcome to fatherhood. It's a wonderful yeah. place to be. It's a wonderful place to be. I have been so excited to have you on the show, and you talk about two very important issues, appreciation and accountability, and it's so important in our day-to-day lives. Tell us more about what your spin on both these important topics are. I mean, a story comes to mind right out of the gates, which is I have an older brother. He's seven, almost eight years older than me, so growing up, we were we got along, but we weren't friends because we were just in different parts of, of life. And then he traveled the world with his wife for almost a decade while I was in kind of high school university. So we weren't really together that much. And then when he came back, I had just entered the career years of my life. And so we were, we were now two adults reconnecting and we, we were good buddies, but we didn't have like a deep friendship. So he and I decided to once a week, just go to a coffee shop, just to put some time on the books to prioritize time with brother. But we found that we were just kind of talking about the weather. It's like, hey, so uh, how's it going? So we decided to create a structure so that we remained accountable to the main areas of our life. And so we wanted to make it kind of fun and meaningful. So we called it Brocountability. And so once a week, my brother Robbie and I, for years, we've, we've been doing Brocountability. And it's interesting because Paul, when, when Robbie and I just meet up, we, we hang out, we enjoy each other's company, that's it. But when we have a bro accountability session, it kind of like a podcast, it sort of gives us permission to go into areas of the relationship or the conversation that we otherwise might not have. So bro accountability is just checking in with some key questions. Uh, some of them are, are you winning or losing? And you can take that however you want. It's like, hey, 
brother, are, are you winning or are you losing? Or are you on top of the world or do you feel the weight of the world? Uh, are you are you working hard or hardly working? We just ask these kind of binary questions <laughs> that that then feed, you know, an hour of rich conversations. And it's funny because I find that appreciation and accountability are are baked into that very experience because it's two people appreciating their deep relationship that has been around for decades and it provides a structure to remain accountable to to things like career and health and family and just goals and you know we'll bring like not that funny jokes to the session we'll like read a joke to each other that we find it's funny but it's really just some like weak little joke you get from a hubba bubba package of gum so <laughs> i have so many stories and examples like that personally and professionally where it's marrying accountability and appreciation that so that the relationship gets taken care of but also we're moving the needle in the process i love that oh wow what you're talking about is really getting into deep conversations and going past the surface uh I find that a lot of people don't really want to disclose that much about their private lives. And it seems that you and your brother have gone beyond that. And you're really, as you said, accountable to one another. You're bringing out this, this rich conversation. Why is it that a lot of people are reluctant to really get it that deep with, with family or friends? Because I, speaking for myself, it's, it's kind of difficult to really expose yourself. Yeah. I mean, I've been traveling around the globe talking to students and companies and groups much like you have for, for a lot of years. And one of my favorite topics is this. It's around appreciating people in your life, creating friendships and meaningful connections. And how do you keep a friendship and not just start one and then fade away? And I did some research once into this. I'm like, why is it kind of tough to enter into these conversations, often with people who mean the most to you, like parents or siblings, spouse, best friends? And according to research, there's three reasons why human beings don't appreciate one another more often. One, we forget. <laughs> like that's the leading reason. We just forget. It's not mandatory. Second reason we don't appreciate people more often, we don't want it to be weird. Because it's kind of weird. And the third reason we don't appreciate people more often, the research says that it's because we don't know what to say. So for these three reasons, that I literally found in an article probably seven years ago. We forget, we don't want to be weird, we don't know what to say. I believe that's why it's so many graduations and funerals, there's so much regret because it's only at the end of a chapter or of a life that people go, ah, oh, like I, I didn't say it, I didn't articulate it I, because, I don't know, it might've been weird or it might've been awkward. I didn't know what to say. So I love coming up with ways to basically give people frameworks and models and templates of just say this and then that'll open the, the gates into the conversation or provide fun rituals and reminders for people so that we don't wait till tragic points or turning points to make a point to tell people how much they mean to us so that's 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 what I love doing is making it easier by basically acknowledging that this is kind of hard. And once someone says, this is kind of hard, this is kind of awkward, this might be sort of weird, then it's known and we've observed that. And now we can just tell each other how awesome we think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. You're right, because 
It's like exercising any kind of muscle. When you first start, it's it, it hurts a little yeah. bit. And then you start building the muscle, it gets a little bit easier, and then you're off to the races. That is such an important approach to just building relationships and, and maintaining them and appreciate. Oh God, I love that. I really do. How would you suggest, because so many people out there, we are, well, with COVID-19, we're not getting together and that's very, really difficult. What would you suggest during times like this? Because I'm at fault too. There's some people that I would love to reach out to and open up to, but I have that little reluctance to do it. What would you suggest? There's seven words that I basically share in every presentation, which is these seven words, if put into a text message, can and will revolutionize some relationships. And here's the seven words. Hey, I just want to say thanks. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. If you who are listening to this right now, or if you and I were to put those seven words into a text right now, and then send that text to two or three people that are important to us. No extra explanation at all. Just seven words, send. Like, for example, we were connected, Paul, through a mutual friend, Stuart. If you were to send those seven words to Stuart today in a text, it's going to create one of four replies. Number one, you'll get a reply that sounds like, for what? <laughs> two, you'll get a reply that sounds like, are you okay? Three, <laughs> you might get the response that's just sassy. It's kind of like, you're welcome. Or fourth, you might not get a reply because people are busy or they don't really know what to say to that. But those seven words, it covers the, I don't know what to say and this might be weird. Well, now you do know what to say because you've got the seven words and it is kind of weird. But then when someone replies to you a little bit caught off guard, like, hey, what, what's this about? then our only job becomes tell them one reason they've played a key role in your life. Like if in a year from now, Paul, I text you I'm like, Hey, just want to say, thanks. You might be like, who's, who's this? Open up <laughs> oh, Blake, I would talk to podcast. Maybe by then we'll have formed a best friendship and we will have gone on road trips. Who knows? But then we're back in communication. And all I need to do at that point is say something that struck me about our connection on this podcast once upon a time or the ongoing conversations that will ensue from this. So, Hey, I just want to say, thanks. Anyone who's listening right now, if you literally copy and paste that into a text once a day for the rest of your life to someone special, you're going to confuse the heck out of them. But all you need to do is then tell them a reason they've impacted your life. And that's the kind of stuff that most people forget to say while there's someone super important to them still here on this earth. <laughs> Yes. And wow, that opens the gates for such powerful uh, exchanges uh, to really appreciate one another. You're absolutely right. I think a lot of people do wait until it's too late to say, I love you. You matter to me. All these kind of things that, that uh, we should be saying to each other because life is, um, as we know, it's unpredictable and uh, nobody knows how much time they have here. Yeah. How, how do you how do you maintain these relationships? Like when you start a conversation like that, hey, I just want to say thanks. How does the conversation then evolve into really getting deep and that appreciation? How does that unfold? What comes to mind for me, Paul, is this idea that I believe everyone needs to make a wedding guest list. 
even if you're not married, even if you don't want to get married, even if you've been married, even if there's no sight or sign of marriage in your past, present, or future, I believe everyone needs to make a wedding list because then you get to inventory your key relationships. And then you just look at the wedding list once a week and just go, okay, who, who, who do I need to touch base with? And all you need to do is go through the wedding list and you can kind of feel it in your body of like, oh, I talked to that person last week or, oh, that person we're connecting soon or, oh my gosh, how can I have forgotten to have reached out to that person? It's been so long. So whether it be a wedding list or some other kind of inventory, I find that this isn't super inspiring sounding, but because we forget to connect with people some of the time, sometimes even the most important people in our life, we need some sort of reference and then we go to the reference, we look at the names, and then we reach out. And a way to kind of go beyond, hey, thanks, and go further into those dialogues, whether it be around appreciation or hard conversations or really vulnerable topics, I find it's useful to, you, you take that wedding list, you reach out to those people, and if you want to go deep, almost like email sales letters, how there's like an opt-in of like, you won't believe this question I've got for you. Like, ah. Well, no, I got to open the email. I find with some of our most intimate relationships, it's like, I have a question that I, I'd like to ask you. It's kind of weird. It's sort of vulnerable. And frankly, if, if you're already weirded out, I don't need to ask you the question. But what are your thoughts? And then, and then we'll kind of go from there. And then we're like, yeah, ask away. You've sort of prefaced it. And then you can proceed with it. Whereas if we're just hoping it doesn't freak the person out or land funny, I think that's usually what keeps us quiet. So I like to kind of go into it with, hey, Paul, this might be a little bit out of left field, but I've got a life question that I'd like to ask you. And then if you give me the green light, game on. But it, it lets the person be more open and, and the antennas are up and out for receiving something that might be different from like, hey, how was your day? Yes, I really love that approach because it is all in the way that we approach someone and, and the words that we choose to, to be a little bit vulnerable and to open up the conversation. And human connection is so important. And I think that a lot of people have, over the last year or whatever, they've lost a lot of that. How often would you, would you, hmm, how can I phrase this? How, yeah, you, you have these, these weekly, conversations with your brother how often would you have that with your friends like do you reach out to them regularly and start these conversations yeah it depends on the on the person but i've realized that on purpose or by accident i've basically built these these frameworks for friendships in my life where as an example my brother robbie he and i we have bro accountability if i send right. him a text being like hey we need to have a bro accountability sesh we know exactly what that means uh, I have a friend, Martin. Martin, he moved to Australia, so we don't see each other anymore, but we wanted to keep up. So we have WWW. What does that mean? Well, it's just like a framework for us to really drop into key areas of life. So we talk about um, wisdom, work, and women, meaning we talk about things we're learning, things we're doing professionally, and our, our spouses, just like, how's that going? Are, do we need any like advice or support just so that we can like be good partners as we 
evolve through this thing called life. So I can send a text to Martin, just be like, hey, www, let's do one. And we know what that means. Whereas one of my other great friends, Elan, who I met in university and we're in a band together, when the band stopped being as consistent because we don't live near each other anymore, we decided to be roommates, Elan and I. So that way we could play a lot more. And we called our apartment Studio 360. Why? It just sounded cool. But at Studio 360, <laughs> once a week, Elan and I, we'd have breakfast together in the kitchen in this tiny apartment and we would coach each other on four areas, health, business, community, and music. Because we chose that those were four important areas to our friendship and to our lives and, and businesses. And so now, even though Elan and I were roommates almost a decade ago, I can send a text to Elan being like, dude, we need a Studio 360 chat. It's been forever. So with each of these friends, I almost have like a, a code that just a single word opens the entire interaction. Now, disclaimer, this is kind of forced for some people. This might be like, what? It's so like rigid and uh, valid. I understand. Whereas I find for me, it, it lets us get past the like, hey, how are you? How you been? What's going on? It's just this kind of dialogue that we know is valuable to our friendship. We're overdue. Let's get one on the books. And lastly, speaking of on the books, I find that scheduling is often one of the biggest barriers to keep great relationships going. Like, for example, my sister, she lives on the other side of the country, different time zones. She's got a young family. It's tough to get a hold of her sometimes. So I know that my sister, at 7 to 7.30 West Coast time in the morning, she's driving to work. So I have that in my phone on a memo of like, Melissa, time, 7 to 7.30 West Coast. If I call her in that window, I can pretty much get a hold of her any day. Whereas if I call her any other time, I just won't reach her. She's got two young kids. She's like super busy. She's kind of stressed out all the time. So if you were to keep a memo on your phone or some journal or something with like, okay, my best buddy, Paul, these are the windows that I know I could like just reach Paul. Cause maybe Paul's like on a walk every day with his dog at that time. And like, this is the window where I know that my dad is golfing with his buddies and driving home at the end of a round. I could reach him then. So it's a lot of work, it sounds like, but it makes it really easy because you can, you just know how to access and when to access the most important people in your life instead of, oh, we should talk Tuesday, we should talk Thursday, and then five months goes by and we haven't even connected. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And you're right. It, it's a little bit of work, but after a while, like we were discussing, it becomes quite easy because you you know, you've, you've consciously know all right i'm going to call at this hour and make that connection and start yeah. these wonderful conversations and uh you know our our mutual friend stuart is all about uh, important conversations and and uh, communication how did you get involved in all this blake because uh you, what you're saying is so important and i just absolutely love it i know i've got uh, a few texts to send out today mm -hmm. and a few call and a few calls to make thanks to you <laughs> and and i i know that you you bring that to a lot of people. How did you start with this? I had the joy of living and working in a university residence for almost a decade. I loved living in residence when I was a student in university and not just for like parties and everything, but I thought never again in my lifetime will I live under one roof with hundreds of people 
going through practically the identical experience in, in a massive blooming time in life. I mean, first time you're independent for so many people and you're away from home. And so I loved that experience because it was, it was, it was like a soap opera. You saw the, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly of just everything. So my part-time job was as a residence advisor. So basically just being available, being a mentor, being a helper, running events, running programs, having the tough conversations. You need to like tend to some horrific situations. I don't have to explain to you what that's like. You've been in that world where like you get a call and you got to go into a conversation that 1% of people will have ever. And the one theme that I saw, Paul, was that at graduation, everybody got so emotional and, and regret filled. And because I stayed at university, because I got a full-time job there running the residence buildings, all my buddies, when they graduated and moved back home, they were so bummed out and sad because they, they realized that they didn't really make the most of it. So I was still there and they were envious of me because they're like, oh, like I, I didn't realize like how good it was there and how many opportunities and experiences were there. So I just saw how there's these, these chapters and seasons of life where people kind of figure it out too late. Graduations and funerals are usually the two events where this comes up. So I made a point to really just be super mindful of my time on campus and like basically drink in as much gratitude as I could because I was kind of getting extra time on the clock in a season of life that my friends said they wish they had more time on the clock. So then when I finished that job and went out into the business world to do like speaking and coaching and consulting and leading group programs and events, I just had this lens of gratitude and appreciation and mindfulness, not because I'm some like guru on the topic but because frankly i'm i'm a severe sentimentalist and so i really like to to get the juice out of experiences and with friendships i feel like that's the highest form because i mean when you graduate from a time in life think of high school you might have your locker beside your best friend for four years graduation hits that's gone forever you will never again be next door locker neighbors to your best friend for the rest of time. And to me, that, that not only is an opportunity for, but it almost demands appreciation and acknowledgement. So that's kind of where it all comes from. I think I'm just hyper sentimental and obnoxiously aware of when things are coming to an end. So I try and like really get the juice out of it and hopefully make programs and presentations to get others doing the same. I really like that. And you're, you're so right. Regret, uh, you know, when we're on our deathbeds and we're looking back at the past and thinking, wow, I should have really said this to this person, said that and really nurtured that relationship. Regret is such a big thing. And you're, yeah, sometimes we just forget to really nourish those relationships. And I absolutely love where you're coming from. And I know that all our listeners right now are going to get something from this conversation because it, it is so important that we really appreciate each other and, and say so and, and not be so closed up. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. What would you, uh, what would you suggest to people that they should start doing right now? Uh, other than this text, hey, I just want to say thanks. 
what are other things that people can start doing to enrich their relationships? It's a little tricky during a pandemic. Yeah. But one thing that I've always really enjoyed doing is if you start carrying blank thank you cards everywhere, it almost, it's, it's like if I have change in my pocket, I'll probably spend it because it's just, you know, we have access to it. Right. If I have blank thank you cards in my pocket, I'll sort of be looking for people to appreciate. <laughs> and so it's, it seems kind of odd, but for years when I was out in the world, not like, you know, being under one roof, staying at home and being safe, like we all are these days, I would keep thank you cards in my glove box of my car, my back pocket, uh, like work bags, binders. And it started because when I would give presentations, it was just like a thing that I would do to thank the client. Like, hey, thanks for having me. And I'd write them a card. So I'd carry them on me. But then I started to like thank more people at the gig. So instead of just thanking the client who hired me to speak, I'd also write a card to like the custodian who was helping set up or take down the stage. And I'd write a card to like the AV team who was working the mics and the lights. And it would level them. They were like, oh my gosh like they have never <laughs> like the number of av people who said i've never received a card ever from a presenter like oh that, that surprised me because without the av team as you know like you, you can't really do much if you're in front of an audience and you don't have the the tech in place to amplify what you're doing on stage so it started for work purposes but then when i realized how powerful and spontaneous it could be to just thank some people who don't see it coming. It became really fun for me. So start carrying blank thank you cards. Heck, even just start carrying like a stack of post-it notes in your pocket and a pen and make a commitment to, to give one out every day. And it's, it's fascinating to see who, who you end up giving it to. Maybe it's a barista at a coffee shop. Maybe it's just you leave a note on a bench for the next person who's about to sit down. It's, I guess it's random acts of gratitude, but it's more like a muscle building, mindset building exercise where if you have to get one thank you card out of your pocket every time you leave your house, who do you get to appreciate? I don't know. Neither do you, but you find someone. Blake, I love that. It reminds me, I, I do appreciate people. And when I see good service or whatever, um, or any kind of exchange, I make it a point to say, hey, you, you really did a great job or, or you made me feel so good and you're, you're, you're so good at what you do. And it's amazing how it lights people up and they don't hear it enough. Your idea of just these blank thank you cards and just giving them to people that wouldn't expect it at all, I think is such a beautiful, beautiful gesture. And I hope that every one of our listeners are going to start carrying sticky notes or those blank cards and appreciate at least one or five or 10 people every day with that, because that's so beautiful. I love it. Um, have you written a book or, or how can people get a hold of you? You're just so full of great appreciation and knowledge and all this. And I just absolutely love what you're saying. Everything that you're saying. I just, I, I resonate with that. I really do. How could, have you written a book? I have. I wrote a book for students a long time ago called The Campus Life Guide. And that was literally my way of saying like, hey, 
read this at the start so you don't regret missing it when you're done. <laughs> I um, love that. So that was kind of a past life. Now, I haven't written anything on all this appreciation and accountability stuff. At some point, maybe I will. But I think the main place I hang out on the internet is actually just Facebook. Like my personal profile on Facebook, I make a live video every single day. I'm doing 730 days in a row of videos. And today is day 412. So wow, uh, that's an accountability thing right there. <laughs> it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So my personal profile on Facebook, it's kind of tough to spell my full last name. It's Flyshacker. But Blake Flyshacker on Facebook, here's the quick spelling, F-L-E-I-S-C-H-A-C-K-E-R. It's like the now, run, impressive run. marketing to say go to my Facebook profile, but that's where I hang out a lot. All right. You know what? Uh, run that by me again. F-L-E-I-S-C-H-A-C-K-A-C-K-E-R. E-R. All right. For all our listeners, you're going to have to start following him. Uh, Blake is is absolutely amazing. And you've heard from this conversation just how amazing he is. And I am going to follow you and I'm going to start. I'm going to start mimicking the things that you do, my friend, because you've taught me a lot in this half hour that I just so appreciate. Uh, you've given me so much to think about. And I know that all our listeners are thinking, why, why am I not doing that? And hearing <laughs> someone like, yeah, you are so inspirational and motivational. Um, how can people reach you, Blake, other than going on your Facebook, which we now know, which I'm yeah. going to do right, right after this uh, podcast, I'm yeah. going on and I'm going to add you. And uh, I, how can people reach out to you and hire you or get you to speak for them? Yeah, uh, a couple places, blakefly.com. That's my my speaking website. It's mainly the work that I do in the school world, but people go there just to kind of see what I'm about. And I'm on Instagram, just at blakefly. I spend some time there. And then two other things that are sort of unique and different that I always like to share on podcasts. One is I love to give out my cell phone number so people can text me because no one ever does, but I like to do it to see if anyone does. So here's my cell phone number. This isn't like a, a sign up. This isn't a list. It's just text me like a human and I'll text you back and we can talk. <laughs> so my cell phone number is 647-987-4359. Wow. Text okay. me. And if you actually do it, when you text me, just be like, hey, Heard you on the Inspire Us podcast with Paul. And that way I have some context. And then I'll reply to you like a regular human, not just some like chat bot or something. I don't know. Let's have a phone call or I'll send you a video message or something. So I love sharing that. And the last thing is on the whole topic of like gratitude, appreciation, accountability, giving thanks. Every single year I run an event and I'm running the event for 55 years. Coming up is year number six. And the event is called Thank You Live. And it's a once a year event simply designed for people to look back on their year to appreciate their progress and appreciate their people. And I do it annually as accountability to myself and to others. So I said, I'll do it for 55 years because as long as I'm alive and able, I think that's the, the smartest, most awesome, meaningful ritual I can do for myself. So I just decided to invite others into the process and make an event out of it. So that's every late November, early December. I just round people up and we have a bomb of gratitude. Oh, wow. I want to be part of that, my friend. Cool. <laughs> I want to be yeah, part of it. Yeah, that'd be great. 
<laughs> and and for any everyone who is listening right now, grab yourself a pen and and uh, a, pa- a piece of paper. I'm going to give you Blake's cell phone number again because you might not have written it down. Here so, giving you a moment here. Here it is. It's six four seven. 987-4359. You heard Blake on the Inspire Us podcast. You want to reach out to this amazing man, this very, very inspirational man who talks so much about appreciation and accountability. And I just absolutely love it. Blake, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you have inspired me uh, to do so much. And uh, I know what I'm starting to carry around with me from now on. And I hope that we continue. No, no. I'm going to rephrase that you and I are going to continue having these wonderful conversations off podcast because I've just made, I just made a friend in you and thank you so much. You're, you're such a blessing to humankind. And, and, uh, well, I I'm, I'm speechless, which, which is usually not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Paul. I received that. This has been a joy. I look forward to many conversations ahead and, uh, thank you for creating this space to just, drop into conversations and share it with the world. Hey, I just want to say thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 